Welcome back to Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Spencer, and for those of you who are new or just don't know, this podcast is basically just an audio version of my videos over on YouTube, which you can find if you go over to the search bar on YouTube and type in at the Film Punch. And uh, yeah, if you can't find it from there for whatever reason, you can also head over to my Instagram, which is also at the Film Punch. Link in the bio should take you where you need to go. But not only can you find the video version of what I talk about over on this podcast, but you can also get it earlier over there. So I highly recommend going over there and subscribing. This podcast will be ending on episode 200, so all the content will be going over there going forward. As for this episode, I will be reviewing Avatar The Way of Water, the sequel, uh, the 2022 film. And it's just going to be a spoiler-free review. I don't have a spoiler review for it. Uh, so if you haven't seen the film, you are safe, but if you're one of those people that don't want to know anything going into it, then this might not be the episode for you. But let's not waste any time, let's thank the sponsors and get into the review. This episode is sponsored by Audible, which if you don't know, has a great selection of audiobooks, originals, and podcasts. And right now, if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Plus, which lets you listen to a selection of audiobooks, originals, sleep tracks, meditation programs, and podcasts. Or you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you all of that from Audible Plus, as well as one free title per month from an extended selection of bestsellers and new releases. And you own those, so that's awesome. So uh, yeah, if you want to go get that 30-day free trial of Audible, that website is www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast. Now on with the show. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. So 2022's Avatar The Way of Water is directed by James Cameron. The screenplay is by James Cameron, Rick Jaffa, and Amanda Silver. And the story is by all of those people, as well as Josh Friedman and Shane Salerno. Uh, so yeah, it's been 13 years since the last one. The last one came out in 2009, which I don't recall watching in the theaters when it came out. I believe I watched it when it came out on Blu-ray. Uh, so I probably watched it in maybe like... Uh, depending on when that movie came out, because I feel like that movie came out in like December of 2009, right? So I probably watched it in like early 2010, uh, and at that time I was probably like 9 to 10 years old. I only got to a certain part of that movie, and then I just kind of turned it off and didn't really like it then. Only recently rewatched it for preparation, uh, for the preparation of the sequel, uh, just to get the refresher I needed, and I enjoyed it for the most part. I had fun with it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. But again, it's nothing I'm super crazy about. It's not the kind of lore that, that really interests me. <clears throat> but I respect the people that really do love this. And same goes for this movie here. I think a lot of people are going to love this movie. Personally, a lot of people are saying, if you didn't like the first Avatar, you're probably going to like this one more, possibly. I, I mean, I wasn't crazy about the first Avatar, and I have to say I still like the first one a little bit more. Um, maybe that's just because the whole 3D thing, I haven't seen the first Avatar in 3D, 
Maybe the 3D experience took that took something away from me. Maybe it took an actual like good watching experience away from me and I couldn't just I couldn't enjoy it as much as I, I probably should have because of that aspect. But um, when it comes down to it, that is the preferred method of watching that James Cameron would probably want, you know, his audience to watch it in. And I don't know, maybe it's just a me thing, but I feel like a lot of people can probably relate when it comes to 3D just not really being their preferred viewing method, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was hard for me to like, maybe not hard to comprehend things, but just hard to like really get attached to stuff as much because it, it kind of felt like I was just riding along through a gimmick. That's that's kind of how I feel about 3D these days. Most 3D just really doesn't look that good. And um, it's a hard thing to get right especially if you're not watching it in the IMAX 3D, I think that does help. And since I didn't, maybe also the frame rate was kind of messed up with the, the projector I had. Maybe the projector, um, you know, in the theater I was in couldn't handle the frame rate of the movie, so it didn't look as good as it could have. But in, it also could have been where I was sitting because I wasn't necessarily in the back. I wasn't necessarily in the middle. I was a little bit closer to the screen. There's a lot of outside factors and I feel like when it comes to a movie, there shouldn't be those that that many outside factors to really bring a movie down for me personally. I feel like those those things shouldn't ruin the movie. I should be able to enjoy the movie from any point of the of the theater, if if that makes sense. And just 3D is I guess when it comes down to it, what I'm really trying to say is 3D is just not for me. I don't like it unless it's done really well and. That's not an easy thing to do. It, yeah. There's a couple scenes in there where I was like, wow, I feel like I could literally reach out and touch that right now. Or wow, that literally feels like it's coming out at me. But again, maybe it's just where I was sitting. I didn't have as many of those moments as I probably should have. Excuse me. Hiccups. Um, but yeah, I was even noticing like I was kind of on the, the far left of the theater, like very far left. So the, the right side of the screen was kind of like blurred from my perspective. And for me personally, I, I don't like to just see the detail on the avatars themselves. I also like to see the details in the background. And that's kind of hard to, you know, really see fully in 3D uh, for me personally, again. And I do wear glasses. It's not like I absolutely need these glasses to see. It's more for like reading and like up close stuff. Um but, you know, maybe that's a factor, too. Uh, when it comes down to it, you know, I, I like a lot of things about this movie. I think the story is really is something that's done well. Um, I think the visual effects are amazing and breathtaking. Uh, I think there's a lot of really great things going for this movie. But when it really comes down to it, when it boils down to it, this is just not the kind of lore I'm really interested. For that reason, I'm not really going to make a spoiler review or anything like that. There's definitely things I could talk about in terms of spoilers. There's definitely things to spoil. So in the comments down below, please do not spoil anything for this movie for the people that haven't seen it. Uh, I will get into some slight details, uh, but I won't try to like go go too specific with anything. There's, there's just certain things that I kind of have to tell you in order for things to make sense. So hopefully I don't tell you too much. Uh, but yeah, if you don't want to know anything going into the movie, why are you even here? Uh, so yeah, let's, let's get into some stuff. Let's start with the cast. Of course, Sam Worthington coming back as Jake Sully, um, which if you haven't seen the last film, you'll know that he's not coming back in his human form. 
but yeah, we also have Zoe Saldana coming back as Neytiri, um, which I have some stuff to say. Um, and then there's the kid characters. There's one particular actor for the kid character that I don't really want to talk about because if people don't really know about it, I don't really want to like shock them with that. Which, by the way, don't look up the IMDb for this movie if you haven't watched it yet and you don't want spoilers because you will get spoilers. Um, and I'm just surprised that we didn't get things spoiled in the in the trailers. Um, maybe some people picked up on it more than I did. I don't know. And it par partially it was just like I was watching those trailers before having rewatched the first one. So there were things I didn't remember. And when pe certain people said certain things, I was like, huh, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, going into it, there's, there might be some things that, that could be big spoilers just in the cast alone on IMDb that you might not want to know. So maybe don't look that up just to be safe. Uh, but yeah, one of those people that I want to mention is one of the kids of Jake and Natiri, which by the way, they have quite a few in here. Um, don't want to mention the, the actress who plays her, but it's Kiri, very interesting character there, which I don't feel fully got fleshed out to be completely honest um you know there she's the one that has a lot of focus on her but at the same time has doesn't explain everything that they need to it she just kind of like she, she's at this point in the beginning of the movie where where she doesn't really know where she's going things are happening to her she doesn't understand and then there's a certain point where it just completely shifts complete 180 and and she's I don't know, it's not like a struggle for her anymore. And I, I didn't really see any, like, development there. So I didn't really understand that. Um, yeah, and that's something I really strive for in a lot of movies, is I want to see character development. I want to see a story arc. I want to see these characters change throughout the arc of the movie. And it almost feels like there's, there's just so much in here that's set up for the future movies that they don't necessarily take the time to fully develop everything in the one movie they're working on now and um it just feels at times it can be a little overly ambitious without really just like getting to the nitty-gritty of it that I'd, I'd really like to see because there's this whole thing with the and forgive me I don't know what the tribe is called but the water tribe in this movie um and I feel like those characters just really weren't fleshed out enough I mean the the setting in which they lived was fleshed out perfectly but the characters in particular, the tribe members, I feel like just kind of got undershadowed. Speaking of undershadowed, Nate Heary, I feel like took a huge backseat in this movie. I'd even say Jake kind of takes kind of a backseat through a majority of this movie. It is mostly about the kids. And I wish that's something I would have known a little bit more going into it. So maybe for those of you who haven't watched it yet, knowing that it's going to be a little bit more about the kids than actually Jake and Nate Heary, we'll... we'll make your viewing experience better um because I, I really do wish I would have known that going into it that it would have been more about the kids rather than these two characters that I honestly wanted to see a little bit more development with before we got into anything that big but hey it's 13 years later of course they would have kids uh but yeah there's there's one particular person here that I don't want to mention I'm just going to skip over it and not not bring any more attention to it, but we also have Kate Winslet in here as Ronal, uh, one of the members of the, the Water Tribe. Again, sorry, I know that's not what it's called, but um, she, uh, her along with Cliff Curtis, who plays Tanawe, or is it Tana Tanawi? Tanari? Tonowari, sorry, uh, <laughs> that rhymed. But yeah, um, 
they're they're like the the leaders of this tribe essentially um so yeah uh kate winslet didn't really recognize her at all but when it comes down to it the only person i really recognize in their avatar form is sam worthington and i don't always recognize him it's mainly when his avatar's eyes are closed and when his face is like off to the side where i'm like that looks so much like sam worthington where it's almost like photorealistic it looks like sam worthington with a bigger nose and blue skin and all that um but yeah, when it comes to like Zoe Saldana, I, I don't really recognize her as a, as an Atiri. That's not really necessarily a good or bad thing. It's just kind of something I noticed. Um, but yeah, who else do we have here? Josh David Moore comes back as Norm Spellman. Has a really small role in here. Kind of just gets swept under the rug, to be completely honest. Uh, who else do we have here? We have Eddie Falco as General Ardmore. Uh, she is an actress from that one show. I can't even tell you what the show is called now. Uh, Nurse Jackie, I think. I think she's from that show. Uh, the main main actress of that show. Uh, so cool to see her in here, even though she doesn't have a whole lot to do. Um, we have Brendan Cowell as Scoresby. Complete piece of shit. Hated that guy in this movie. He's one of the human characters, if you couldn't tell. Um, who else do we have here? Jermaine Clement as Dr. Garvin. I'm not even mentioning the kid characters. I'm just mentioning the kind of stupid villain characters that nobody really cares about, um, which I'll get to in a second. But uh, another one of the kids here, uh, one of the boys, Nateam, is played by Jamie Flatters. He's the older brother. Uh, I believe he's the oldest of all the kids. Uh, we have Britton Dalton as Loak, um, which I believe is like the, the younger brother. I think he's like the second oldest, possibly. Uh, who else do we have here? I already mentioned Kiri, um, so I think she's like the third oldest, possibly the second oldest. I'm not sure. Uh, and then we have Trinity Joe Bliss as Tuck, which is the youngest. And it's a very cute little Avatar kid, for sure. Um, Bailey Bliss plays Tysera, which is kind of like the love interest slash daughter of uh, Ronal and Tonawari. Sorry. <laughs> Again, rhymed. Uh, but yeah, she's kind of the love interest to Loek. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's for the most part the, the main cast for you. Uh, minus the, the couple of cast members I didn't really want to mention, even though most people probably already know about it. Uh, you know, for the people that don't, I don't really want to spoil it for you. Uh, but yeah, excellent world building in this movie. I think it builds upon the first one and, and takes what that one had and, and makes it, I don't know, they kind of repeat some of the same things, the same things, especially with Jake, uh, because in the first movie he was like learning to be an avatar and this movie is kind of you know, learning to be an avatar in a different place, you know, so he was learning to be avatar in the, uh, in the jungle before, now he's learning to be an avatar in this kind of water biome, I guess you would call it, if you're like a Minecraft player, um, but yeah, it's just kind of interesting to see, it's almost, no pun intended, like a fish out of water kind of thing, to see these people that are so used to, you know, living in the trees and like swinging from, you know, branches and shit like that, you know, so used to that, and not only that, but their anatomy is different from the other people, too, from the people in the Water Tribe, you know, the people in the Water Tribe have slightly lighter blue skin, they have longer tails, um, so yeah, it's just, like, interesting to see the, the, uh, the differences between the tribes, and see how, you know, just like humans, their, their bodies can kind of adapt to whatever, you know, environment that they're in, uh, over time, you know, with, uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? um evolution there we go um but yeah also 
I, I would say that the, the addition of the new avatars, like the new Water Tribe avatars, are the coolest thing. But really the coolest thing in this, for me, are the different creatures in here. I think the creatures are such a cool part of this movie. They play a very big part in this movie. I would say even more so than the first one. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's just perfect because these, these creatures at times can resemble you know dolphins whales stuff like that and um you know when you have these these villain characters coming in trying to like essentially poach them it feels real it feels like you're watching real poachers and that almost makes the villains a little bit better because you just hate them even more uh but that being said the villains are very one noted um they they don't have many layers to them whatsoever just like the first film um, I, yeah, the villains aren't really a huge standout here, but they do something interesting with one villain in particular, um, which I will not mention here, obviously. Uh, but yeah, great visual effects. I would say at times, you know, it, it almost gives me the same feeling as the first one does. Maybe not having the, like, same looking effects as the first one, because the first one at times, let's be honest, it, it has moments of looking like a PS ps1 ps2 game um and this one you know because i think in my review for the first one i said there's moments in here where it looks photorealistic and then there's other moments where it just really does not and the same kind of goes for this one but the moments where it does not just it, it, they aren't as bad as as the first one was and it's you know to have mostly good effects in a movie like this that is mostly just visual effects cgi to to have it be as breathtaking as as per nearly perfect as it is is nothing short of a, a miracle <laughs> so um yeah there's a lot of reasons to commend this movie i do think for the most part it has a pretty simple story um is it a story i i'm very intrigued in it's a is it a story i love not really um there is a lot of heart to it there is a lot of emotion there are a lot of stakes to it um there's a lot to like about it but for me personally it, it's just not a story that i i really latched onto a whole lot same kind of goes with the characters a little bit um there are a couple really just one character in particular loak um loak is the one character i really latched onto in this movie i would almost say he is kind of like one of the main characters of this movie if not the main character in a way um yeah britain dalton shout out to him i think he did did really good in this role um yeah if anybody in this whole movie Loak is is the one stand out for me personally um but yeah uh let me see what other notes I have here the kids kid characters are hit and miss because especially with Tuck you know Tuck is just be there to kind of be the cute little avatar like everybody wants to see a cute little kid avatar and that's essentially what Tuck is there for you know, nothing really else. That's kind of it. Um, you know, the other other members of the family, I, I feel like they all get their time to shine. But Tuck, you know, it, Tuck is just a kid. It's there for cute factor. Um, but yeah, some of the kids, just especially with the storylines, I'm just like, eh, do I love where, where this is going? Especially with uh, the kids of uh, Ronau and Tono. I'm never going to say that name right. Tonowari um their kids their their sons at least the the dialogue that they have for them is so obviously written by somebody who who is not a child or not a teenager not even close um no offense to james cameron but 
or whoever really wrote that dialogue. But again, I said similar things for my review in the first one. The the dialogue in the first movie, not very good. Dialogue in this movie, pretty much the same. Um, yeah, and especially with dialogue. Like, if you don't have good dialogue, it's another thing that kind of makes me not latch onto the characters as much. Um, is when they're just kind of saying stupid shit that doesn't really sound like something an actual person would say. And sure, they're avatars, they're not human beings, but whatever, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, let me see. It, it feels unnatural at times with some of the dialogue. Um, I already mentioned that Jake and Atiri kind of take a back seat through a good chunk of this movie. Um, when it comes to the runtime, it's three hours and 14 minutes with credits, um, or maybe three hours and 12. I, I've seen different times, different places, but, um, do I feel that runtime? Yes, I feel the runtime. Do I mind the runtime? Not necessarily. Uh, do I think there's a lot of things that probably could have get, could have been cut, uh, maybe not cut completely, but cut down? Absolutely. There's a lot of things that could have been cut down, especially especially since the first like hour to hour and a half of this movie just kind of feels like a really slow ride, a really slow build to what's coming in the in the climax. And by the time you get to the climax, it is satisfying. Uh, I w wouldn't quite say it's as satisfying as the first one because the first one felt a little more conclusive because at the time... They were probably thinking, I don't know if this is going to get a sequel, so we want to have a conclusive ending that, you know, can stand on its own. With this, they're like, we're probably going to make at least one more. And um, so they, they leave things open-ended, which I don't mind. But, you know, for me personally, with a movie I don't like, I'd like to just see... Or, I don't want to say I don't like it, but a movie I, I'm not super crazy about. movie that I'm not hooting and hollering about like everybody else seems to be right now. Um, I, I don't know. I'm losing my train of thought here. It's, it's getting late. It's like nearing 2 a.m. And I meant to record this the other night, but I don't know. I, I just kind of need to sit with my thoughts a little bit more. I need to watch some other reviews, get some other opinions. And it seems like a lot of people are just praising this movie. And I don't know. Sean Chandler is the one person out there that seems to kind of have a similar opinion to me. Nothing nothing super crazy that's that's really gonna blow me away but I do respect it and I respect the people that love it um because there is a reason for this movie to be praised it does a lot of things that a lot of movies these days just don't do it has visual effects in this movie that are gonna withstand the test of time and probably look better than some effects that that come out 13 million 13 years oh my god I can't talk 13 years later from now even you know 13 years later the effects in the first Avatar, there's some stuff, again, that still looks photorealistic to me. So, I think this movie is definitely going to stand the test of time. This is one of those movies that's like, kind of the movie you point at when when somebody says, what's a perfect movie in terms of just like visual effects? Avatar The Way of Water. I, I don't think it gets any better than this in terms of CGI and uh if anybody thinks they can do better than this in terms of cgi i would love to see them try um uh, but yeah let me see what other notes i have here i feel like i i mostly said everything i want to say um lots of different things going on some good some bad um yeah there's one human character in there i don't even think i mentioned him uh spider played by jack champion um one of the few or not few but like 
you know, the only real human kid character in this movie that I noticed at least, um, yeah, he's an interesting character for sure. Kind of dressed as Tarzan the whole time, and the whole time I'm looking at this kid, I'm like, dude, aren't you freezing? Because you're like literally wearing nothing right now, and uh, it's it's a, it's a little revealing too, you know. Uh, I wouldn't want to walk around wearing that, and I don't think anybody would want to see me walking around wearing that. But uh, yeah, props to that kid. I think he did good with what he was given, but I don't necessarily love his story arc in this movie. Um, there are some kind of rehashes of the first one at times. Uh, there are times in this movie where it reminds me a lot of for The Force Awakens, kind of like repeating things from the uh, first movie, but like making it just different enough to like not be a complete repeat. And then there's another added factor in there that kind of reminds me of the Star Wars sequels that I don't want to say. And you might be able to guess it now, but I'm not going to say what it is. But there's another element in this movie that, that heavily reminds me of those Star Wars sequels. So that's that's all I'm going to say there. Um, yeah, do I want another one of these movies? Personally, not really. I would like to see James Cameron at least do one more just to like finish his vision because he said before if if this one doesn't do that good excuse me then uh then he'll only make one more and they'll end it off at this point i think this movie is gonna definitely make its money back um hopefully at least because it's gonna i feel like have to make a lot of money like a lot of money to be able to make its money back because this is an expensive movie but if it does make its money back we're getting easily like four more films, maybe five, maybe some spinoffs. And there's going to be a, a lot of Avatar stuff. And I don't know if I'm ready for it, to be completely honest. Um, but uh, what was I just going to say before? Shoot. Again, it's getting late. Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here. Um, so if I said something before that I didn't finish my thoughts on, I I, I apologize. Um, yeah, I might watch this again, but not in 3D. I would like to watch it again in 2D because I feel like there's just some details that I I just didn't get to see as well because there's just so much going on on the screen and outside the screen. And just, yeah, um, 3D for me personally just isn't anything I, I really would prefer to watch my movies in. Um, 4D, maybe. That would be interesting. I'd like to try one of those theaters out, but uh, nearest one is across the pond from me. I live in Michigan. I think it's over in Chicago. Um, but yeah, we're definitely getting a sequel for this. I, I think that's, I, I think that's going to happen. It's inevitable. We are going to get another one. And I don't know. The thing that disappoints me most is that if this movie does make its money back and James Cameron makes four to five more films, what are the odds that he's going to really work on anything else in the rest of his career? Which makes me sad because James Cameron being the amazing director he is, I would have loved to see him make more original stuff rather than just keep going on this avatar train and i get it he's passionate about it and i i appreciate the fact that he's passionate about it but i i don't know there's just i feel like there just could have been a lot more that he could have done and uh, other than this you know spending that 13 year gap in between those two movies he could have written a lot of different things maybe he did who knows maybe there's there's a lot of stockpiled stuff that he hasn't done um but I don't know. For me personally, I just kind of wish he would have done some more movies other than Avatar. You know? I, am I the only one who thinks that? Uh, probably not. But I, I just wish that we could have gotten a little bit a little bit more James Cameron other than just 
you know, the blue cat people, as, as people like to call them. Uh, let me see here. Things are that aren't fleshed out enough in a three-hour runtime. Agreed. Like what the what I I'm literally agreeing with my own notes right here. But the whole Kiri thing that wasn't fleshed out enough. I don't think there's a quite a few things in this movie. Uh, I don't think we're fleshed out for the sake of keeping it open for a sequel. And I don't always love when movies do that. I would like to be able to watch the movie and kind of have it for the most part be its own thing. I know it's already a sequel, but you know I'd like to have it kind of stand on its own for the most part. And uh, does this movie do that? Not really. You kind of have to watch that first movie in order to watch it. And when it comes to the next one, you'll probably have to watch this movie too. Yeah. Um, I, I can commend a film when you can watch it at any point in the series and it still stands on its own. And, and for the most part, I think these movies probably could. But without the context of the first film, like if you haven't watched the first movie, a lot of stuff is just not going to make sense to you in this one. So um, will you enjoy it still? If you go watch in the theater, maybe, maybe, uh, but yeah, let's see. Yeah, I think that's, that's all I have in terms of my notes. Holy crap. I've been recording for a long time. My throat hurts. I've been rambling. I've been all over the place again. Sorry, it's late. And I just decided I need to get this review done already. I've been procrastinating. I procrastinated the day of going to watch it. I waited all day to go watch it and just, yeah, the name of the game lately has been procrastination, so um, I'm going to try to get back on a little bit more of a consistent posting schedule and stick to my word a little bit more, so sorry about the gap in between my review for the 2009 Avatar and this one, uh, but yeah, overall, uh, I would I would give this a standard ticket still, same as the first one. I, I personally wouldn't pay extra for this to see it in 3D, maybe IMAX, I don't know, but like, for me personally, I would rather just watch it in 2D on the regular screen for the most part. I don't think for me personally, I have to watch it on the biggest screen possible. But for the first time, I think that is a is something that you should try to strive to do is see it on the biggest screen possible and see it in 3D. Um, so yeah, it's a really rare case where I give I give movie a give a movie a standard ticket and basically say it's worth the price of admission but not paying extra for, it. and then I go just you know, completely turn around and say, oh, but you should definitely go see it in IMAX 3D. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Double-edged sword there. That doesn't make any sense. That's not the analogy. Oh, well, I'm tired. I'm, I'm getting a little loopy here, so I'm going to end it. But have you seen Avatar The Way of Water? What did you think? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you in the middle? I was entertained by it, but I, I didn't love it. I didn't, I don't want to say I didn't like it, but I definitely wouldn't say I disliked it, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's one of those in-between, kind of in-the-middle, kind of eh movies for me. Uh, but yeah, I would love to know you, what you thought about the movie down in the comments down below. Um, and please, again, no spoilers for the people that haven't watched the film since this isn't a spoiler review. But if you want to talk spoilers with me, definitely head over to my Instagram at thefilmsensei or at thefilmpunch. Uh, hit me up in the DMs. We can talk about spoilers there if you want. I'm down. Uh, but yeah, have you not seen the film? Are you planning on watching it? Why or why not? Are you planning on watching it in IMAX or 3D or both? Why or why not? Um, have you watched the first movie? Are you going to rewatch it before that? Really just anything you want to comment down below. Comment it down below because I respond to pretty much all my comments and I love to hear from you. Well, leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload and I will see you in the next one.
Thank you all so much for listening. I am on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Film Punch. Once again, you can uh, find my videos over there in video form on the YouTube channel, as well as getting them earlier. So highly recommend going over there and subscribing. And also the podcast will be ending on episode 200. So all the content will be over there going forward. Uh, but yeah, usually at the end of the episode, I just kind of ramble about whatever I want. And today I kind of want to talk about Avatar The Way of Water, even though I just got done reviewing it. Um, <clears throat> it was one of those movies that was kind of hard for me to review. I had to watch a lot of reviews going into it to actually just, you know, not going into the movie, but like going into my own review, uh, just to like really get some other opinions. A lot of people really praised it. There was really only one person, as I said in the, the review, Sean Chandler from Sean Chandler Talks About, that really had similar opinions to me, which he, he respected it. He praised it for the reasons it should be praised, but at the end of the day, it's not anything that's like his cup of tea necessarily. And, uh, that's exactly how I feel about it. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It was, it was difficult for me to record the review. I, I came home after watching the movie and it was just kind of late. I didn't have the energy to record. I was just getting really frustrated. I felt like I, I was just kind of spiraling and couldn't make a decent review. So I just waited until the night after I was like, maybe I'll wait until I can watch the movie again. But I don't know, with me personally, I was just like, I don't even know if I really want to watch the movie again, so I didn't, but uh, yeah, I'm going to stop rambling now, even though I didn't ramble for that long, but thank you all so much for listening, I will be back in the next episode, most likely with my review for Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and uh, I don't know, we'll see what else, <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe Shrek, I might be talking about Shrek, I, I don't know for sure yet, I also want to review Everything Everywhere all at once soon, so probably those few movies in the mix relatively soon in the next week or so. So keep your eyes peeled and your ears peeled, I guess, too. Maybe don't peel them. That sounds kind of painful. But uh, yeah, once again, thank you all so much for listening. Head over to my YouTube channel and, and subscribe. I would very much appreciate it. And I will see you in the next one.